How's everybody doing? Good. Hi. Uh, I'm Ian. I'm one of the pastors here in Journey. I think most people probably know me by now. If you don't, I'm sorry we haven't had the chance to meet, and you're probably not sorry by the time I've finished this. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, but uh, it's still what, the 3rd of July today? 3rd of July? Which means tomorrow apparently is a big day in America. Yeah. What is it, the Battle of Waterloo or something? I don't, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, but, so we're here on the 3rd of July. We are in the second half of the year. Wow. Okay. I was just saying to Asman this morning. Oh, where's Asman? I said to Asman this morning, I feel like I've had like a year's worth in the first six months of this year already. Does anybody else feel like that or is it just me? Okay. It feels like it's been so busy and crazy. And like, if you even think back to January, February, like things were very different back then. Um, I mean, we were socially distanced, we were doing all that stuff. There's been an awful lot has happened this year. And it's really felt from then until now, there has been an awful lot of work and effort and pouring out has gone into kind of getting the, the machinery of church up and running again. Uh, and uh, if you're anything like me, you're coming into the, the second half of this year knackered. <laughs> Done. Burned out. I'm not quite burnt out yet. I'm one of those people I never quite burn out. I just keep going. Uh, but I know this is a personal word for me, and I'm conscious that when I come to do these things, sometimes like we look through the things in our own lens. So if this doesn't connect with you, that's totally fine. If you are on like a mountaintop right now, and you're just full of life and ready to go, brilliant. But I kind of feel we've come to this place as a church where it's almost like we've got to the end of what we can do. We've got to the edge of ourselves, what our own resources, what our own ability can achieve. And we've kind of hit this place where we just really need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We just need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I, I can't make it happen. You can't make it happen. We need God. We need God to come and move in our community, in our town, in our land. And you see, I feel like we're coming to this moment where God is gonna just pour out and where all our agendas just get set down. And you know what, I've got some good agendas. And I mean, like I'm not saying this in some sort of manipulative weird way. I've got some good agendas. My agendas are to see revival come. My agenda is to see people's lives transformed with the gospel. My agenda is to see healings and miracles and signs and wonders and God just to have his way. Those things are great. But you see, when Jesus is here, not a single thing of that matters. So I want to I invite you to do something with me this morning. Yes, I am going to teach this morning and we are going to talk about some things. But my great prayer this morning is that you don't even remember I was here. My great prayer this morning is that you, don't, you leave here today and you don't remember who was preaching. You just remember that Jesus showed up. So do something with me. Just put out your hands and we're just gonna say, Jesus, come. Jesus, come. Invade this space right now, Lord Jesus. We give you your place. We give you your way in this 
room, in this church, in this house this morning, we say, Jesus, would you come and just minister to every need, to everything that we come with, all our baggage. Jesus, we just say, would you come and minister to our point of need today? Jesus, would you show up in such a way this morning that when we leave here today, the only thing we would remember is we had an encounter with the living God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. So, <laughs> you're not a congregation this morning. You're active participants in what God's doing in this room. So we're not just sitting back. We're not just waiting for me to do something magical. Because I'm not going to do anything magical. If anything, I'm going to be boring, all right? Okay? That's my great gift to you this morning. <laughs> yeah, people who know me best know that I, re I really am a boring soul, honestly. Um, I know I have this big bravado that I put up, but really my happy place is sitting with my Bible and some theological books and studying. I am a nerd, okay? I am a total nerd. I'm the person that people ask, what does that thing in Star Wars mean, all right? Okay, I am a, I am a nerd. I don't, even I don't even hide it anymore. I used to hide it for years. And do, like, I mean, I do sports and stuff as well. Like, I'm not a... Like I'm not a it's kind of shy, hide in my room nerd, but I am a nerd, okay? There are some of us about. So what we're going to teach on this morning is actually the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to actually talk about manifestations. And my thinking for this is, it's July. So we get our regular congregation, people start going off on holidays, and people go off to all sorts of exciting places, as long as your flights are still going. Um, and we get lots of visitors in over the summer. And a lot of times people come to see, well, what is that church really about? What actually happens in Journey Community Church? That's that weird church that believes about the Holy Spirit. So I thought, well, let's, let's hit that right on, the, right on the head. First week, uh, weekend in July, let's actually talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And more than that, let's actually have an opportunity for people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit this morning. Okay? So... I'm actually not, I'm hopefully, I know you don't believe me at this point, I don't believe myself. Um, I, <laughs> I'm hopefully not going to preach too long, but we are going to have an opportunity for some ministry at the end for people to either receive for the first time the baptism of the Holy Spirit or that refilling of the Holy Spirit. Because I know this morning, I need that. I need that pouring in of the Holy Spirit. I've been in a season of giving out and pouring out and pouring out. And I just feel like as a church this morning, we need a fresh touch from the Holy Spirit. So I'm not going to get too into a big debate here. There's this big debate that goes on in uh, the charismatic slash Pentecostal world about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Whether it's something that comes uh, when you first get saved or whether it's something or a third blessing down the line, okay? I'm not going to get too much into that debate, but what I am going to do is talk about this idea of baptism. You see, baptism isn't actually an English word, okay? Does anybody know this? This is not actually an English word. It's actually, it comes from the Greek word baptisto. And what happened was when they were translating the King James Version of the Bible, they came to this word, and there was a huge controversy happening in the church at that point. There was a group called the Anabaptists, and they believed that the only way that you could be baptized was to be fully immersed, to be dunked uh, in water. And a lot of the church practice at that stage was sprinkling. People got sprinkled. Anybody, in the, anybody grow up in the Church of Ireland? Okay, you potentially got sprinkled as a baby. I got sprinkled as a child, okay? And then I got 
fully immersed later. That maybe tells you where theologically I land on that. However, that's not the important thing. The important thing is that there was this huge controversy happening in the church. So they did what Christians often do. And they went, right, let's just not talk about that controversy. Let's not, because if we translate this as the English word, it should be dunk. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be weighing in on that argument. So they went, let's just take that word baptizo. We'll just anglicize it. And we got the word baptism. So we get John Okay. Okay, it is an English word now, but it wasn't like this, this, this was where this word came into the English language. But when we think about baptism, and we talk about baptism, like just imagine the baptisms that you've seen here in church. People come up, they get in the tank, and they get put down right into the water, and they get pulled right back up out of the water, totally immersed. So when we talk about this idea of baptism of the Holy Spirit, what we're talking about is just being totally immersed, being totally covered, submerged, dunked, whatever way you want to put it, in the presence and the power of Jesus. That's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. I'm going to read you something here because quite often we do get this idea that when we get saved, we get like this little Jesus portion. Okay, we get this little portion of Jesus. So I want to read, this is in the Amplified Version, okay? Who, who, who reads the Amplified Version? It's hard to read all the time, but sometimes the Amplified Version just adds a that, that, that little bit extra, um, and it does that here. Here's what it says. And you're in him, this is, sorry, this is Colossians 2, verse 10, and I know we've just studied Colossians for the last month, maybe that's why this is in my mind, but here's what it says. And you're in him, made full, and having come to the fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. I'm going to stop there. I know I'm, I'm kind of cutting in the middle of the verse. I don't normally do that. I'm not trying to take away the context. But this is the thing I want us to get here. If you're a believer here this morning, you don't just have access to Jesus, and through Jesus' access to the Father, you have the fullness of God. You have access to the Holy Spirit this morning. You have access to the Holy Spirit this morning. If you're a believer, if you've accepted Jesus into your life, if you're following the way of Jesus, you have access to the Father. And we kind of get that in our heads. I mean, our, kind of our, 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 our view of atonement, how we view what happened on the cross, we kind of have this idea, most of us intrinsically, that we, we know that through Jesus we have access to the Father. But for so long, we've had this sort of stoicism in church or this kind of this thing that we just go, well, we don't really know what to do with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, John often describes like he grew up and in traditional churches, it was like the Holy Spirit was the weird uncle in the corner. Nobody wanted to talk to him. Nobody wanted to talk about him. Nobody wanted to do anything with him. He was just kind of there. And we'll just focus on the things that we understand. This human that's fully God and fully man and Jesus and father, because we all, whether we have a good idea or a bad, if we have a good earthly father or a bad earthly, we have some idea of what a father is. But the Holy Spirit is the kind of person within the Trinity that we get really confused about. So I want to get this idea this morning that the Holy Spirit doesn't come and give us portions, He comes as a person. The Holy Spirit is a person, has his own kind of personality, his own distinct thing. Yeah, 
absolutely. This is not a Trinitarian teaching. I'm not going to go into the full teaching on Trinity. You can go back and look up. We have loads of stuff on that uh, over the years. But there is no division between the Trinity, but yet there is division. This is the thing. This is why St. Patrick used the... Uh, you know, used the shamrock because it was three in one. I did see a great meme and nearly put it up of the idea of it's like a, a fidget spinner. You've got the three bits and you spin it and it looks like one, okay? Uh, you, that's how you know I'm a primary school teacher, by the way, okay? Because I've had these plagues come through my classroom. I've had these plagues come through my life. Um, but the thing I want you to get this morning is if we're going to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're being fully immersed in the power of God. You're being fully immersed, fully submerged in that person of the Holy Spirit. And I do wanna talk a little bit about spiritual manifestations. You see, when this stuff happens, things happen in the church. There's things that happen when we ask the Holy Spirit to show up. I mean, if I was to ask, I mean, if I was going to do one of those Mentimeter things again and ask us, what are the things that you expect when the Holy Spirit shows up? The things that are, people are going to say, and the things that freak people out are when people fall over. People fall forward. They fall backwards. People lie down. People kneel down. People laugh. People cry. People shout. People jump and dance. These things happen in the presence of God. The problem is this. We have lived in a church culture for, I'm going to say, the last 50 to 100 years where we have valued this idea of controlling our emotions so much that we can't let them go when we come into church. In fact, we're so stoic in our philosophy that we nearly, and we won't say it, but inside somewhere, that kind of stiff British upper lip, we think, now somebody who's got an emotional display, there must be something wrong with them. <laughs> that, oh, that person's crying. Oh, they need to go to TT. <laughs> oh, maybe they do. But you see, because we've cut ourselves off from our emotions, because we've cut ourselves off from our feelings, when we come to church, and God communicates to us at a level that should elicit feelings, we actually get this weird thing in church sometimes where God's moving and people are just sitting there. We don't know what to do. So what I'd love to do, is I'd love to give you permission this morning that it's okay to be loud in church. It's okay to have emotions in church. Emotions are good. Even the bad emotions. You know God is emotions, right? You know, God has, God's, you know, these things didn't land on us, you know, by accident. God is an emotional being. God's happy. God gets sad. God dances over his people. God gets angry. God regrets stuff. No, you're like, no, no, God doesn't. <laughs> Hang on, Ian, here. Hang on. Who, who's it said I, I did the heresy in church? Was it Gary a couple of weeks ago? Um, if you take a look, First uh, Samuel 15, uh, verse 18. God says, I regret that I have made Saul king because he turned away from me, has not carried out my instructions. God has emotions. Therefore, you have emotions. And therefore, emotions are okay in church. 
okay? You know when the Spirit's really moving in church when Ali is crying his eyes out? Or as my wife says, and again, my wife's from Cullibaggy, so my wife says, Ali's greeting, Ali's greeting. That just means crying if you're not from the Ulster Scots part of the world. Ali's greeting, Ali's greeting. God's moving, God's moving. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but here's the thing, we shouldn't be scared of our emotions in church. I had the privilege, and, I, and I'm not using the word privilege wrong here. I, I, I had the privilege this week of being at a, at a funeral. Uh, it was a really sad funeral. I'm not going to go into all the details of it. But personally for me, it's a really sad, sad funeral. But it was an African funeral. It was actually a Zimbabwean funeral in a little tiny Methodist church. Honestly, folks, there was more life in that funeral than in our church service. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) See, I told you you weren't going to be enjoying this this morning. There was more life in that funeral than there is in our church service. I left full of hope. I left inspired and I left praising God for the inspiration of another culture because our Northern Irish culture is not cutting it. See, what happened? There was freedom there. You were sitting there and somebody would just stand up and sing and all of a sudden, everybody was up singing and dancing and praising God. Then somebody would get up and share, and in the middle of it, people would sing and dance and praise, and there was this incredible sense of God moving in the room. And honestly, I was embarrassed as a Northern Irish person. Well, one, because I didn't know any of the words, because it wasn't in English, but two, because it really was, there was something electric in the room. The Holy Spirit was there, because you had a group of people who didn't switch off their emotions and cut themselves away from God. See, God wants to move in this church service this morning. God wants to move with us. God wants to move through us. God wants to move in this room this morning. And if we stay in our Northern Irish, quiet, reserved, let's not do anything that anybody would look at us for, vain, we're going to miss it. So yeah, Let's look at Luke 3, 16. It says this. John answered them, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Hmm. See, that's what I'm talking about. Two or three people are on the program. Okay. Fire. Holy Spirit and fire. Seems like that's something I should feel. Feels like that's something I should experience. Feels like that's something that's not just a metaphor. It's not just a lovely idea. When the fire of God comes, we know about it. You see, when Jesus shows up in our service this morning, all of our agendas, everything else, peels into insignificance. And the only thing that really matters is Him. The only thing that really matters is Him. Jesus, I just ask right now that you would begin to show up in this room, Lord. That our focus would turn off of what even I'm saying, Lord, and the focus would just be on you, Jesus. 
Jesus, we give you your place in this room this morning. And I know, I know because I am this person too. Lots of us begin from a place of doubt and skepticism. Believe me, that's actually where I start. I have a very high bar before I will stand up here and give you a testimony of a miracle. I have a very high bar before I will stand up here and tell you that God has moved in a miraculous way. I, I have to know that it's not just a, a, a trick or something that can be done in another way. I, when I stand up here and give you testimonies of miraculous things happen, there are things that have happened. And you see, I've lived, and I know I'm way off script here. This is what I feel God wants to talk to us about this morning. I lived in a charismatic house all my life, okay? I grew up, my grandparents were crazy charismatics before charismania was a thing, all right? Uh, they ran about with the likes of John and Carl uh, Arnott from uh, the uh, Toronto Airport uh, Church and uh, now catch the fire. They were of that ilk. They really just followed the, pre the presence and power of Jesus. They, they brought all sorts of speakers over, over the years. We kind of, I just grew up in this home where there was an expectation that God would move. Things that I have seen with my own eyes. I have seen, like um, this man came into one of my grandparents' meetings and he had a big tumor on his neck. And I'm, I'm not talking about this, this little tiny thing, a big tumor on his neck. They laid hands on him, and the tumor didn't wheeze away. It literally fell off and hit the table. And the neck, where, where it was, it, it then started, it was red, and it slowly went back to being pink, normal flesh. I have seen with my own eyes that. That is a, that is a miracle. I can't attest to that in any other way. See, these are the things that God actually wants us to move in as a church. If that makes you uncomfortable... I don't even apologize. That's okay. These are the things that God acts. God is still a miracle working God. God is still a healer. God today still wants to move in power. Our God is not finished with us yet. See, miracles didn't stop when the apostles popped their clogs. The Holy Spirit didn't stop moving with the early church. The Holy Spirit is moving today. You see, you and I, see, this is the great mystery. God can't be contained within our universe. He's too big. Mike talked about it last week a little bit. Talked about the idea that our God actually contains everything. What's not contained within God. But yet, the fullness of God is contained in you. You don't have like a little, I don't have a little Ian-sized portion of Jesus. I have the whole full Godhead inside of me. As do you, if you're a believer here this morning. You have access to the Holy Spirit. You have access to all sorts of things that your mind can't even possibly comprehend. Yeah, I'm just going to close up. 
And what I'm going to do, I'm actually going to invite the ministry team to come up. And I know I haven't done a full proper teach there. I've done about 2% of what I'd actually prepared. And that's fine. It's not, this is not normal for me. Okay? You have to know that as well. I'm a, I'm a, although I come across as a very spontaneous person, I'm a planned, prepared, do the, do the thing person. And I live a fairly ordered life. But God's doing something this morning. Would you stand with us? Worship team, you can come back up if you want, if you're ready to. There's no, there's no particular urgency. And what we're going to do is we're going to give over the rest of this service for God to move. I'm not going to put limits on that as to what that looks like. I'm not going to say this is how this must happen. And, but there's a ministry team here who are just going to pray for the Holy Spirit to show up in your life. If you're hungry for that, if you want that, if that's why you came this morning, you get your backside up here and get prayed for. If you are tired, if you are weary, if you're exhausted, if you need an infilling, if you need a miracle in your life, you come forward and you get filled with the Holy Spirit this morning. If this isn't for you and the Sunday dinner's on and you need to go, that's okay. There is no judgment. But for you, if you're hungry this morning, this is the place you need to be. Come and get filled. Come and encounter Jesus and let's see what God does in this room. I am here next week. I am teaching again next week, which means there will probably be three people here. Um, <laughs> And I promise you I will unpick some of this stuff and I will actually teach in some of this stuff next week. But I feel that God actually wants to release some encounter this morning. We do this stuff in the evenings and I feel like Jesus has been saying, let's do it in the mornings. Because folks, if you're here and you think this is a nice, safe church, run. Run for the hills. This is a church where Jesus gets the say. Jesus is ultimately the senior pastor of this church. He is the one who gets his way. And his way this morning is to release us into encounter. So let's just close your eyes. I'm going to pray. And then if you're hungry, if this is what you want, if this is what you need this morning, come forward and receive from God. Just that baptism, being fully immersed in that Holy Spirit. God, I just ask right now, Lord, would you just move in this room, Lord? Jesus, we give you all the space. We give you all the space, Lord. We give you all the space, Lord. It's all yours. You're, you're here, Lord. You fill this room anyway, Lord. Would you open our eyes to just how much you're really here, Lord? Would you fill this room, Lord? God, we just ask for impartation this morning, Lord, that your fullness would be stirred up in the lives of every person who comes forward for ministry this morning, Lord, that your fullness, Lord, would just be released. God, we just ask that you would show up, God. We put no idea on how that has to happen, and we just say, Jesus, show up. Jesus, have your way in this room this morning. Jesus, move. Lord, we just turn our hearts towards you right now. And just do that with me. Just turn your heart towards Jesus. Let's focus on him. Jesus, we focus on you. We focus on you, Lord. Jesus, we focus on you.
We focus on you, Jesus. We focus on you, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. 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 Jesus, we need you. Come and show up in this room, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. 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 Outpouring, God. Outpouring, Lord. Outpouring in this place, God. Just, just pour out your spirit, Lord. Pour out your presence in this room. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come and pour yourself out in this place, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. Lord, would you come and reveal our hunger, Lord? Would you come and reveal how much we need you, Lord? Would you break us out of our uncomfortable stoicness, Lord? And instead, Lord, would you come and release us to be the people that you've created us to be? Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come and pour yourself out in this place. Release the hunger, God. Release the hunger. Release the hunger, God. Release the hunger in the room, Lord. We're not content with this level, Lord. We're not content to stay here in our safe Northern Irish harbor. Lord, we're not content with things as they are. I just prophesy more to you. As a prophet in the house today, I prophesy more to you. There is more available. The level that you've been at, the level that you've taken yourself to. Jesus says there is more this morning. There is more. Lift up the anchor. Lift up the anchor. It's time to set sail from the safe, from the comfortable, from the easy. It's time to set sail. There is more on offer than we've been taught. There's more than we've been shown. There is more, there are testimonies, there are miracles, there are things in the room right now. We believe you for them, God. We believe you for them, God. We don't hold you back. We don't hold you back, God. There's more, Lord. There's more. I have a picture of some of what's happening in the room right now. The river of God is here. The river of God is flowing. There's life available. But for so many of us, what's happening is we just stand on, this, on the banks of the river watching others jump in. I have one really clear prophetic word for you this morning and it's jump. Jump into the river. Jump into the river. Jump into that flow of the Holy Spirit. Don't stand on the banks any longer. Jump in. Jump in. Jump in. There's refreshing. There's healing. There's restoration. There's hope. There's hope. If you've been hopeless this morning, there's hope. There's hope for you this morning.
There's renewal. There's even salvation here this morning. If this is your first morning encountering the presence of Jesus like this, Jesus is here. If you don't know who Jesus is, it's really simple. We repent. We say, Jesus, I'm sorry for the stuff that I've done that I shouldn't. We say, I need you. I confess that I need you, Lord. And we say, Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. And then we say, Holy Spirit, fill me. It's that simple. And then we leave our old life behind. We walk into something new. I'm just going to let the worship team minister to us. We're going to see what God releases. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. This is Acts 19. Here's what it says. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, now these are not disciples that Paul has preached to and they've, you know, they've become Christians under his ministry. He's just met some Christians. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to them, we have not so much heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, then into what baptism were you baptized? So they said into John's baptism. Into the baptism of, uh, uh, sorry, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people they should believe on him who would come after them who is Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. If you've been a Christian all your life and you've been baptized into John's baptism, the baptism of repentance, awesome. You have faith, you believe in Jesus. But honestly, for you this morning, if you've never had that experience of baptism of the Holy Spirit, it is here, it is available, and through the laying on of hands, through impartation, you can be released into that spiritual realm. And I promise you, your spiritual life will never be the same again. So that opportunity's here. If you want it, come receive that baptism of the Spirit this morning. You may well speak in tongues, you may well prophesy, you may well dream dreams, you may well see visions. But we just invite you into that encounter. However, I am gonna close up our meeting here for those of you who need to go. But don't leave this room if you've got business to do with God. Don't leave this room if you need an encounter with Jesus. If you're hungry this morning for the presence and power of Jesus, don't leave this room. Till you get what you came for. Till you get what you're hungry for. Be blessed. Have an amazing rest of Sunday. Have an amazing rest of week. God's here. He's on the move. See you guys.